your eyes to the skies. It's time for Space Out on 95 PFM, thanks to the Stardome Observatory and Planetarium. Space Chat. Welcome to the 95 BFM studio, David Britton. How's it going, mate? Very good. That's the first time I've heard that in full fidelity. Fidelity. Yes. In the studio. It's about ten octaves I've never heard before. (laughs) Slightly different being in studio as opposed to on the phone. Yeah, exactly. That's impressive. Now, David Britton, welcome to the BFM studio. Uh, This is a rather special edition of Spaced Out because... uh, yeah, you're hanging up the microphone after 10 years of being our regular correspondent. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the first show, July 2011, mm-hmm. wow. um, and that was done in the studio here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was with Vince. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a number of DJs over the years, but mm-hmm. yeah. But we're yeah. your favourite. That's cool. That's you good. are. You really good are. Both of you. <laughs> Equally. Oh, yes. So diplomatic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, and it's been an absolute ball. I mean, you... Guys, that uh, everyone really at uh, ninety five BFM just been mm. wonderful uh, mm-hmm. through that whole time, and you know so helpful and um, really appreciated uh, being able to you know make some contact as it were with yeah. uh, <laughs> it's, uh, people out there. It's it's one of those topics, space that's just a to us mere hu- mortal humans uh, <laughs> is ever evolving, really, isn't it? And we are sort of evolving through it, which is the weird thing to think about. Absolutely. Mm. What's, uh, should we just get the sort of the recent uh, what news out of the way as we normally do? Yeah, sure. Um, the uh, Perseverance um, rover, which landed on Mars a while ago, mm-hmm. uh, took with it a helicopter mm-hmm. called Ingenuity. And that was going to have its first flight a couple of days ago. They delayed that till Thursday. But just today they've delayed it till sometime next week. They want to update some of its software. And when you say helicopter, is it mm. more like a drone or is it actually like a helicopter, like one rudder and then another one on the back that, like what actually no, constitutes a helicopter? I guess uh, that's well, it. Well, it has rotors, yeah, um, right. but they're all on, on one axis. There's not like four of them or more that you'd see on a drone. It's like right. a drone. It's interesting that, yeah. they, that they're calling it a helicopter and not a drone, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's got double rotors yeah one above the other okay. and they rotate in opposite directions oh it's like one of those old war sort of situation ones the, well, yeah. the rudders almost hit, look like they're hitting each other yeah but there's, there's no rudder okay. so it's like a drone and yeah. that there's no rudder mm-hmm. um but the, the actual um rotors tilt and so on to give it direction yeah. but the thing to remember on mars the atmosphere there is half a percent of the atmosphere at sea level on earth mm. So to take off, there's helicopters in, in a, an environment about 35 kilometres high in our atmosphere. Right. It's extremely thin. Mm. Um, so whereas a normal helicopter's rotors would be going at, you know, say, 400 RPM, something oh, it's like, like a that. like a hummingbird situation. Well, yeah, uh, the ingenuity is going about 2,500 wow. RPM. And is that's all obviously maths, or do they test that in, in an environment in like a chamber on Earth? Well, somewhere? I mean, it's all maths to begin with, yeah, and then uh, engineering and so on. But certainly, once it was built, mm. um, it was tested in a thermal vacuum right. chamber, as right. mm-hmm. all spacecraft like this are. They call it the Mars chamber, 
do they? I don't know. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Put no, it in the Mars chamber. See no, if it'll it's hold much up. more prosaic than that. <laughs> now, is the helicopter just doing uh, aerial surveillance, or is it flying around to collect samples? No, surveillance. So this is really um, a technology test bed. Really, mm-hmm. uh, it's only um, planned to be uh, usable uh, for a, a few weeks. Um, because anything that it sees, it has to download it to the uh, rover, Perseverance. Mm-hmm. It can't communicate with Earth or any of the orbiting satellites. Mm. It, so uh, you really um, have to keep the two together. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, once it's um, proven that it can fly and find its way back to where mm-hmm. it took off from, which it does by taking images and then mm-hmm. figuring out from those where it's going and where it's gone and where it's coming back to, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it'll be left behind. Does it dock somehow with the the main? No. It just gets close enough to transmit. Um, yeah, it just lands the nearby. Okay. Also, the information for where it's travelling is that in real time, or is that sent at some time pre? And like, is someone actually controlling it with it? No, no, no it has to be autonomous. Yeah. Um, you send a radio signal to Mars, it mm. takes anywhere between like seven or eight minutes and twenty minutes. Right. So anything that happens on Mars has to be autonomous. It's interesting that it varies in time. What's it, happening to the radio wave through space? Um, because sometimes Mars is closer. Oh, of course. Okay. Yeah. That's the, right. the radio waves travel at the speed of light, but yeah, the distance yeah, yeah. changes. Yeah. Right, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it'll be doing that, um, and if it works, then obviously they'll be sending a bigger, better one. Mm-hmm. Next time, this only weighs a few kilograms. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's to, to, to test that out. But, of course, the reason the whole shebang's up there, mm-hmm. uh, the Perseverance rover and so on, is to get samples that will come back to Earth. Mm-hmm. But the samples won't come back to Earth for a few more years. They will be stored in sample tubes and uh, a bit down the track, they'll be then sent up into orbit and then from orbit it'll come back to Earth. So the rover has capacity to fire things back into space? No, it'll leave the samples um, on the surface mm-hmm. and then another craft will pick them. Oh, what, wow. is, there, is there any process in between there where it has to go through some kind of excuse the word everyone, quarantine, to make sure that it doesn't have um, like weird Martian space diseases? Um, well, I mean, if it brings back weird Martian space diseases, then <laughs> everyone will be ecstatic because that would mean that life you know, started elsewhere yeah, yeah, rather than just true. on Earth. So, mm-hmm. no, it's a matter of making sure that when it gets back, mm. it's not um, bringing back bacteria or other microorganisms that came from Earth in the first place. Yeah, filthy humans. That's the big problem. So, um, yeah, it has to be extremely, extremely um, clean. This is the sample tube and so on. The the whole craft is all craft that's into Mars are cleaned. Mm -hmm. But the sample part of it, the sampling system, has to be ultra, 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 ultra clean. Mm. Um, To give you an idea, um, a fingerprint weighs about 50 micrograms and the JPL aimed for this to have no particles more than a tenth of a microgram in the sample return mm. tube. So foreign uh, stuff, like yeah, yeah, just yeah, that, wow. that went up. Yeah. So to do that, they built a clean room, <clears throat> an ultra clean room. That room took a year to build. Wow. Mm. Because everything that went into it had to be clean. How yeah. is it cleaning? Like UV light type stuff? Uh, all, all, all that. But yeah. I mean, everything that went in was brand new. Right. Any computers came out of the box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing was used. Yeah. Sterilised, no doubt. And then, then cleaned after it came out of the box and so on. So one guy was in charge of that. It took him a year to get all that organised and the whole of that set up 
so they could actually start <laughs> working on this sample return. Finicky. So, so all the tools they use, mm. they had to buy new tools. Mm -hmm. Every wrench, spanner, screwdriver, electric drill had to be brand new. Mm. <laughs> Just an enormous, enormous task. Um, so then the technicians themselves, because everything like this is hand-built, mm. nothing's off the shelf. Mm -hmm. So the technicians themselves, they have to wear double gloves, Mm -hmm. um, double bunny suits, no, those white suits with the, the hood. <laughs> They're not allowed to wear any makeup. Mm -hmm. uh, no smokers. Wear no perfume or cologne. Okay. Wow. So you, you don't like a smoker breathing out rank smoke. particles of smoke because mm -hmm. that it's not clean. Um, so yeah, a, a number of the technicians uh, ended up quitting smoking. <laughs> now, uh, so the sample mm. being returned to Earth in a couple of years' time, uh, a team will look at it for signs of life as we know it. I mean, how do mm. you look for signs of life? I mean, it's a different planet. There might be some sort of life form on there that we've never seen before. How do you know that there is one, and how do you look for life as you don't know it? They could be among us. That You're right, John. Well, yeah, I mean, I wasn't going to tell you guys, but... <laughs> <laughs> Out of the back. No, I no. guess you've got to think outside the box in a way. Well, yeah. I mean, basically, if it reproduces, it's a pretty good sign. We are looking for life as we know it, though, I think, in a, yeah. in a sense. That's generally... So any sort of form like RNA, DNA, mm -hmm. you know, the building blocks of life, that sort of thing. Um, but, I mean, whether it's live or a fossil is the other thing. Because mm -hmm. a few years ago, when um, uh, Clinton was president, there was a, a rock... Yeah, right from Antarctica. Did it have tiny little um, fossils in it? They they thought maybe it was from the collision. They don't know when it was found and stuff, eh? Yeah, they thought they were like nanobacteria. They so almost looked like tiny slaters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, if you went to a court of law, there'd be a reasonable uh, amount of doubt. Yeah, because it was yeah. an old ex example that was found. It wasn't like a recent a meteor, they don't know if it was like an old one that had stuff grow on it or if it was even... No, it wasn't that, because um, it was found in Antarctica, which is a pretty pristine environment. No, it's just that these shapes, they're pretty sure can be formed mm. through natural processes as mm. well as like a fossilising right. type process. Um, so, yeah, there's, they're not necessarily looking for life that's going to leap down the, mm -hmm. you know, off the gloves. Mm. Um, so anyway, the, the, the sample tubes themselves are tubes that fit inside the drill. So the drill is a hollow tube, mm. and it drills down. and a core drill. It, it, yeah, it gets a core. So mm. that core then is inserted into the sample return tube. Mm -hmm. So the tolerances there have to be very tight. You can't have it flopping around and, mm -hmm. and so on. Um, so they did that. They they got everything as clean as everything. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the clean room itself is just amazing. Um, then they went to that Mars chamber, you like to call it, okay, the, right. <laughs> the vacuum thermal yeah. chamber, and tested it, and they couldn't get the sample return tube out. Oh, did, there was a weird friction because of the air. Well, no, it's a vacuum. Yeah, right. So no, because of the change of air, I guess is what I'm saying. No, they'd actually tested it because they made two of these sample return mm -hmm. systems. They had tested it um, previously um, and it was fine. But the final cleaning had made it too clean. Mm. There's a <laughs> tiny molecular layer of hydrocarbons that sit on anything that you've cleaned. Right. And they'd cleaned that off. And they had to figure this out and they basically discovered a new whole branch of friction Holy <laughs> shit. at the molecular level. Wow. Yeah. This is a great excuse for the dishes, actually, isn't it? 
<laughs> yeah, I, you need to leave a bit of hydrocarbon on there. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, they were stumped because they were, that the Perseverance had actually um, was on its way down to um, the, the launch facility because mm. it all gets assembled there. It doesn't get assembled and then just shipped. Mm -hmm. um, and so they're getting shorter time, really. Um, and they, they, but they managed it. Um, they they um, sorted that out. Um, so yeah, it all gets shipped down to, um, to to the launch facility down in Cape Canaveral. Um, the Perseverance is put inside the spacecraft, inside the nose cone, and the, and the Ingenuity is inside there, mm -hmm. and so on. And so on. Um, the last thing they put in, which in um, documentary I saw, was I thought, why haven't they mentioned this? Why why haven't they? It's a radioactive Whoa. energy source. Oh. Okay. As does Curiosity have a radioactive energy source. Is that just to show the aliens our uh, most extreme power that we've created? <laughs> this is all we know. We know combustion. Bang, and it moves the thing forward. Please tell us the new way to be in gravity kind um, of thing. There could be an un <laughs> unwritten part of it. Um, but basically, I mean, the other rovers they sent, uh, Opportunity um, and, and uh, Spirit, and, and uh, so on, they use solar panels for power. Mm -hmm. So every night, they don't get any energy, mm -hmm. okay? And during the winter, the sun's too low to give them enough energy, so they have to have these huge high... That's why those missions took so long, mm. as much as anything. And, of course, when uh, Mars had that huge dust storm in 2017, um, the, the last rover opportunity couldn't be revived. Mm -hmm. it, it had been... No, too dark for too long. So having a radioactive power source is very good. It keeps on going for like at least 20 years without mm -hmm. a problem and keeps it warm at night and through winter. Sure. Um, so, yeah, the actual um, pallets that are used for that are added at Cape Canaveral when the spacecraft is up on the top of the rocket. Mm -hmm. It's the pretty the much last, the last yeah, thing. It's they just the don't want it anywhere they near do. anything. They don't want, yeah. 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 Fair enough, because so, if, if, if something yeah. happened, that would be like a... Yeah, big situation. Well, yeah, it's a contamination. It's not going to blow up or no, anything like that. But radiation is radiation. That, but that's right. Mm. I mean, it's it's very um, low level. And what they have is they, I think they made twenty of these units, or all of the power units. Mm. Um, so when they have a mission coming up, they take one of those, and and that's mm -hmm. what's what's used. So right. um, there will be a time they'll come with that. Is there any sort of plan for decommissioning a, a nuclear power unit when it's left on? Mars? Not really? No. Somebody's just texted in, actually. I love the fact that through our quest for knowledge, we've successfully littered on another planet. <laughs> well, and the moon. Hey, we actually need to... Um, we kind of need to um, screw up Mars a little bit just to get the atmosphere right, really. So if we just leave, some, car leave some cars up there running. <laughs> well, yeah. How long do, do you think we have a, our very own human Martian there, David? Oh, I mean, you need to raise the temperature... So a lot of carbon dioxide is already there, but mm. it's not enough. Oh, I don't mean breathing outside. I mean, when do you think we're going to send a human? Oh, I see what you mean. Mm. Well, it's um, still a Martian, right? Or do you consider helmet off to be the full committal? Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. no. If, if a, a human can get there, walk around yeah, right. and get back, mm -hmm. would be nice. Um, I'd give that a big tick. Yeah, when like, do you like Apollo 11. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's going to be next decade, I reckon. Right. I mean, I... Uh, Elon Musk might surprise us. He seems to be pretty confident. Uh, you know, he always is, isn't he? Well, I think he wants to beat NASA and all the government agencies, doesn't he? That's crazy. Yeah. It's so audacious. 
Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, I mean, to my way of thinking, from my point of view, I'd love that because mine years are numbered. Mm. <laughs> yeah, get a look at that. I'd eh? like to see that before I move on. Yeah. Of course. Now, was there anything else regarding Mars or do, do you want to have a chat about some of your highlights from uh, your time at Stardome? Uh, okay. Um, well, my time at Stardome was a little longer than my time on, on Space Diet, um, teaching um, anyone who would listen, really, <laughs> <laughs> from kindergarten groups to senior citizens. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, also included the military. Would have, uh, wow. Yeah, group groups uh, doing celestial navigation. Do you find the same facts buzz out whatever age people? Because it seems like the average person doesn't know much in general, really. It doesn't really matter what age you are. It's all kind of pretty buzzy. Um, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, everyone's a little different. So, mm. I mean, there's always going to be, especially with children, there's uh, you know, two or three in the room that just light up in front of you. Mm, you know, right. cool. they really get it. Mm. You know, <laughs> There are some that I'm afraid, you know, they sort of stare at the floor. Yeah. They'd rather not be there. But, I mean, hey, if I was in a different sort of class myself, I'm sure... Mm. When I was age, I'm sure I did that, mm. you know. Um, yeah, and, and doing this show is a little different again where I don't see the people I'm talking to. Right, right. Um, I mean, it's great in the last uh, few years to get uh, these texts and so on, tweets mm. coming in. Yeah, that's no, fun. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, that's really um, um, handy, yeah. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it, it's always been great being able to um, talk about... I mean, it's been a marvellous time. Mm. Um, I mean, back in... Um, uh, 2011, when I started, th- things were, you know, quite different. Um, the uh, uh, mission to Saturn was uh, still going, but the Cassini mission, and, and that has now um, ended. Um, the God particle, the, la- the yeah. Large Hadron Collider, hadn't mm-hmm. been discovered. The, um, the Higgs boson. Have you found that sort of there's been a massive acceleration because of private enterprise, and you, it's just like it is kind of putting a, a, a foot up NASA's butt a little bit. That kind of with space travel, yes, mm. um, it's not so much putting a foot up NASA's butt. I didn't mean that NASA. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was actually planned Aye. when the space shuttle retired, and that was still going when I started mm-hmm. at Stardom. Right. They, they were uh, finished, what, 2013, I think. Um, the idea was to, um, and they put billions of dollars into the private industry to get that in, um that industry going right, and, okay. and private Oh, space yeah, they were kind of using... They oh, were yeah. outsourcing, weren't they? Yeah, Innovation. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And Boeing, yeah. they've got you know, um, the aircraft coming online soon. Mm. Um, so that they could concentrate on going back to the moon and going to Mars. Right. So they weren't having to deal with um, sending stuff up, like satellites all the mm. time, or um, uh, the, the space station. Mm. So, I mean, that was a deliberate plan. Mm. Um but what they're trying to do, like going to Mars, is a quantum size bigger mm. and more difficult than going to the moon. Mm. The moon was bad enough, hard enough. Mm. Um, so yeah, it, it's going to take a while and a huge amount of money. But they're getting there, and you know they just tested the big engines that are going on their new supersized rocket, mm. and that was a successful test. Um, yeah. So do you ever? I mean, you talked about the God particle. God particle. Uh, do you have mm. like a a favourite discovery or innovation that has taken place in your time, either doing space out or at the start? I think, um, aside, 
I mean, things that really grab the, imagin uh, the imagination are things like the flyby of Pluto. Mm -hmm. You know, it's something that was discovered when my dad was a young kid. Mm -hmm. You know, was a planet, not a planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's not. Anyway, <laughs> I'll leave that for the next person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it isn't. It really isn't. It's smaller than the moon. Yeah. Um, but the other one that really I really enjoyed was the visit to um, Comet 67P. The, um, that, that comet, as it went around the sun, it got heated up and mm. geysers started at, um, uh, sending out fountaining stuff. Mm. Um, the, the, the Rosetta spacecraft was, was there. It um, felt those particles, it imaged them, um, and the little filet lander. I mean, wasn't that a wonderful thing? That was the first spacecraft to have a Twitter account. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and that wasn't NASA, that was spa the European right. Space Agency. So, yeah. And everyone's copied that since. Yes, including you know, Trump. All, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but Trump wasn't sent to the far out of space. <laughs> We've had a few texts in. Uh, going to Miss David in the Stardom segment, learned a lot from, uh, a lot of stuff from David. Good luck with the future. Uh, what else we got? Oh, thank you for your service, David. Uh, Britain, aliens are real. That's there. That's their comment, not yours. <laughs> Looking across the room. <laughs> Respect, David. Loved your segment for the last decade. Highlight of the week. All the best for the future. Thank you, Al. Appreciate it. You know, we've loved Thank it you. very much. It's been absolutely, uh, absolutely awesome. I mean, um, I, you know, it's hard not to think about space. Go out into the country if you've been in the city too much and you can't see the stars. It's a good yeah. way to get your perspective back. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, we've had our bad weather. Mm. You know, um, there was actually a True. star party down uh, Waterville. Uh, a in star the party. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so it's a weekend or camp, call it a camp if you like. Right. Um, and yeah, that was the weekend when it rained the whole time and they didn't see anything. Right on. Yeah, so make the most of it, get out there. Come to Stardome, of course. We, you should say yeah. this segment isn't finishing either. We have a, Who are you sending us? An apprentice of sorts? or I'm not sure. Okay, that, fair enough. Yeah, not, no, not that's sure. Cool. That's yeah. cool. No, but we will charge on. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Thank yeah. You. And yeah. once again, uh, David Britton, thank you so much uh, for your service, mate. It's been just dynamite. Thank you. I've enjoyed it very much. Cheers. Thank you, mate. Control, we are docked. That was spaced out on 95 BFM, thanks to the Stardome Observatory and Planetarium.